So God, we give you glory this morning. Our hearts cry out, Lord, you are worthy. And we admit that we are people that struggle with fear and anxiety and different things, God, but the truth still remains that you are above it all, God, that you sit enthroned above all creation, that you are not phased by the circumstances that we're walking through, God. The same God that is there on the mountaintops, you're the same God in the valleys that we walk through. So help us to believe that this morning, God. Help us to have faith in that. Help us to have our eyes fixed on you today. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8 for today. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8 for today. Oh my, man, oh man, will I'll be well now. That really is something, isn't it? As I live and breathe, yes, sir, Bobcat. Those are all terms that I know probably I use from time to time. When I get spiritual goosebumps, and I get spiritual goosebumps when I receive answers to prayer. Sometimes the answer to prayer is yes. And sometimes the answer to prayer is yes plus, yes squared, yes times gazillion as the answer to prayer is yes and far more than I could ever ask or think about. Yes, Lord. The next answer is no. Did you know that we probably can get goosebumps when the answer is no? We need to. We need to be so accepting that this is God's world, this is God's business, that God does what he wants to do, and he can do it exactly the way he wants to do it. And if God says no to us, and we may be praying hard, we may be praying long, we may be praying with passion and with a great deal of fire and fervency, and if our Lord God says no, it's for us. Goosebumps. Goosebumps when the answer is yes. Goosebumps when the answer is no. And there's a third answer that we often get from prayer, and that answer is wait. Yes, no, and wait. Yes, plus. Yes, no, and wait. Tuesday night, the ladies in Liz's voice in Kampala, Uganda, fasted and prayed all night long that the Lord would provide for them the money that's required to finish the project or at least finish the bulk of the project that they've been working on, that many of you have been given to, uh, so that they have a, a, a compound, they have a place where they can house uh, ladies, they can take care of people, they can build their products. And so Tuesday night, Ugandan time, they fast and prayed all night long. Wednesday, our time, a big donation came in to provide for the funds they were praying for. Amen. Some say hallelujah. I say, oh my, man, oh man, well, I'll be well now. That's something as I live and breathe, as I live and breathe. That means to me is as I'm alive now, a real live human being, as my dad would say, as I live and breathe, I can't, I can't fathom that. Goosebumps. Yes, sir, Bobcat. Spiritual 
goosebumps. In verse 5, and when you pray, the Lord Jesus said, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. And when you pray, that's the first lesson in our study today, when you pray, it doesn't say you need to pray, it doesn't say if you pray, it doesn't say anything like that. Jesus simply says to the people who gathered listening to what he's got to say, in my kingdom, you're going to want to pray. In my kingdom, you're going to pray. When you pray. So that tells us, just like we studied in verses 1 through 4, that the Holy Spirit is at work pushing, guiding, teaching, uh, inspiring us to be people who give offerings, meet needs, take care of things for other people. We need to do so not like hypocrites who draw attention to themselves by blowing trumpets so that everybody will see that they are giving to help meet needs. We do that quietly, secretly, with no attraction to anyone else but to glorify our Father and to meet the need that's there. In the same way that the Holy Spirit works to cause us to want to give, the Holy Spirit works in us to cause us to want to pray. You want to pray. If you're a child of the Lord, if you're a believer in Christ, you want to pray. You want to pray. There's desires that have come from the Holy Spirit, different desires that you've had. I mean, it's wanting you to pray. You want to pray more. You want to pray effectively. You want the Lord to hear your prayer. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. And he just says, when you pray. And so understand that those desires, those thoughts, those awarenesses you have, that repetitious idea that you can't get away from, that you need to pray. You need to pray with your family. You need to pray with your team. You need to pray with your people. You need to be praying. You need to pray about this. You need to pray about that. You're driving down the road, and you said, but I really need to pray about that problem. I need to pray about that decision that we're trying to make. I need to pray. That's from the Lord. It's not from your flesh, for God's sakes, no. Your flesh is not going to cry out, talk to the Lord. Your flesh is going to say, sob it. You're smart enough to figure this out. Figure it out. You don't need God to take care of business. That's what, the, that's, that's what your flesh is going to say. Does the evil one want us praying? Well, of course not. He doesn't want us. The evil one does not want us putting our hands on the most powerful spiritual weapon there is. He doesn't want that. When you pray, when you pray, you're going to want to pray. Just understand that. Verse 5 Jesus says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the actors. Don't be like the people that put a, a mask on. Don't pretend to be somebody you're not. You know, people stand on the street corners, Jesus said, and, and they use those elegant words, those lofty words, those religious words. And dear God, I'm here before you, and I know you're proud that I'm here before you. I beseech you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Da, 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 da. That's not what he wants from us. He doesn't want us to use lofty words. He doesn't want us to stand on the street corners and, and draw attention to us. Look how religious that guy is. No. That's not what our Father wants. Our Father says, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. 
for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues. You know, they love to stand up in church and they speak in such elegant religious tones. And when he gets done, people say, why, that was a wonderful prayer, Benny. Then he says, well, of course it was. I'm, I'm the prayer. No, that's not what our Lord wants. He didn't want hypocrisy from us. He wants us to be real. He wants us to be genuine, you know. He wants us to really talk with God. And it says here that if we pray to be seen by others, just like in giving, we have received our reward. But don't miss out on the best part here, verse 5, when you pray, you are going to be motivated to pray. Don't pray like the hypocrites. And then we see in verses 6 and 7, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees you in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they, that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them. Now, he says here, don't draw attention to yourself, pray in secret. Now, Jesus is not saying that we shouldn't pray publicly. He's not saying that we shouldn't pray outwardly with our family in our Bible studies and our groups of people. Obviously, he's not saying that. He's saying that when we pray, there should be no thought of being noticed by other people. And so go to your closet and pray is hyperbole that says to us, get in there and just do business with the Lord. Truly, truly connect with God. Talk with him. Now, if somebody walks in your office and they're having a conversation with you and they use lofty words and they use all these sayings and teachings so that they are going to be exalted, if they come in there and brag about themselves, if they come and tell you they're the best thing since sliced bread and all that, you're going to have the same feeling that God has when people stand up and pray to be noticed, trying to draw attention to themselves. We don't pray to be noticed. Prayer is not about how often, how well we sound with the words we use, how spiritual we sound. Prayer is not about how many times. It's about truly connecting with our Heavenly Father. Now, our Heavenly Father loves talking with us. We talk to Him. He talks back to us. We talk to him, he speaks to us, so we need to listen to what he's got to say. I love talking with my three granddaughters. It's different kind of conversations. With my seventh grader, with, with Lexi, man, Lexi won the science contest for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders last year when she was in the sixth grade for all of Hawaii. She's really really smart. She's in a special school. She's in a school within a school that they're in Kauai that is only for people of her IQ. She tests outside the box in all those standardized testing. She's smart. And, and when we were over there, I was saying, so what's your science project going to be this year? Because while we were there, she got notified that she won again and she's moving forward again. I'm going, oh, this girl said, Lexi, explain that to me. 
And she started to explain to me that her research showed her that we, that we are losing oxygen in the world because of what's happening in the oceans, and we really need to pay attention to the oceans. And what has taken place is that, that the oxygen levels, because of pollution, because of carbon and all those things, there's less oxygen output from the oceans, and that's one of the main oxygen deliverers for the world. And I said, well, how did you study that? She said, well, I, I, I put algae in, in seawater, and I put different temperatures to it, and, 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 and this process happened, and pretty much she said A squared plus B squared equals Y squared, and you had to work this out and that out. And, and I finally said, Lexi, explain it to me like I'm five years old. And she said, why in the world would I explain this to a five-year-old? I love talking with her. I don't know what she's talking about. But I love talking with her about it. Honestly, Lexi is the only climate change person I'll talk to on a normal basis. Because I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand any of that. But I love talking with her. Mila is TikTok queen. She does TikToks with all her friends. She does TikToks just for a select group of people that can get on there and watch her. She explains to me how she washes her hair. Her hair is pretty. It's beautiful. She's a good-looking gal. She explains to me how she makes breakfast. She loves avocado toast. She explains to me how she makes her chai tea. I don't eat avocado toast. I don't do, I don't do TikTok. I don't wash my hair. Right? I wash my beard, but not my hair. She doesn't have a beard. She washes her hair. But it's amazing to talk with her. I love each conversation with her. She's in the fifth grade going on 18. Her motor runs. RPM is high. I love talking with her. Don't understand her world. Don't want to understand her world. But I love talking with her. Priya's in the first grade. Priya talks to me about school, about friends, about playing, about gymnastics. Nothing is ever boring to me, even though she's in the first grade. She was excited when she signed up for soccer. When we were there. Uh, she got the list of who her team is. Her daddy's the coach. She was really excited about that. And she turned and looked at me. She says, big dog, do you think I'll dominate? I said, yep, I do. I think you'll dominate. I then thought, do you even know what dominate means? But I didn't, didn't go there. While we are there, she was placed on the gymnastics team for her group on base to have a gymnastics teacher and all these things going on. And she's the only little one on a team with older kids. And she was showing me, she does a split, she does pull-ups, she can do that flipping over the bar, she does the back flip, she does the front flip, she does the handstands. She's in first grade, and she really looks like Mary Lou Ritten. I mean, she's just built strong, looks like, whoo, here we go. I'll be trying to get to the Olympics one day if it hangs on. Maybe not. But I do enjoy talking with them. How much more does our Heavenly Father like talking with us.
I'm pretty much a jerk most of the time. I'm a turkey. I don't understand things. My relational things struggle from time to time. But I love talking with my grandkids. God loves talking with us exponentially more than we do. Maybe we just need to understand that he loves talking with us. He just wants us to be real. He wants to, he, he doesn't want for us any religious, repetitious, mumbo-jumbo babble that does not give him pleasure. He wants us to talk with him in a way that gives him pleasure. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm scared for you. Lord, I, I, I'm having a trouble with this. Lord, I have this need. Lord, there's nothing I can do about this situation. I desperately need you, oh Lord. He loves it. So when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. That's good news. Just be yourself, be honest, and talk with God. He loves it when you talk with him. And then verse 8. Look and see what Jesus has got to say to us in verse 8. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Why, I don't know, but people argue over verse 8. Since God already knows what I need, why do I need to ask him? Why do I need to talk with him? Well, I mean, if he already knows everything, what's going on with that? But this is a, this is a motivator to pray. This is an inspirer to pray. Think about it this way. If, if God already knows what we need before we ask him, how much better is it for us to pray? Well, it's a lot better to pray. He ain't trying to figure things out. <laughs> He's not caught off guard. I mean, my first thought is when it says our Father knows what we need before we ask Him, of course He knows. He's God. Do we want to pray to someone that doesn't know what we need before we ask Him? Do we really want to pray to a deity that doesn't quite get it? Do we have to go to, our, to God and say, God, figure this out for me? And he says, yeah, that's a difficult one. I'll get back to you in six months. That's not what we need. That's not what we want. That's not God. Of course God would know exactly what we need before we pray. So here's some things for us to think about. Prayer helps us to know the difference between what we need and what we want. There you go. We all need help with that. We all need help distinguishing between wants and needs. You know, I want something. I want something. I want something. And as we pray, the Holy Spirit will guide us to understand that we are praying in the realm of wants and what we need to be doing is praying in the realm of needs. And since our Father already knows what we need, listen as the Holy Spirit comes and guides our time with him, he will guide us from what we think, what we know, what we understand to what he wants for us. We, we literally transition from our heart to his heart. And so when we pray, we leave our space and we go to his space. And we get the information that we really need. And he helps us to separate between what we want and what we need. And the truth of the matter is, what we think we need is often different than what God knows for sure that we need. 
We may not need that promotion at work. So the answer may be no. And it's the very best thing that could happen to us. You're praying about that boy loving you. And, and the answer is no. And that may be the very best thing that ever happened to you. Receive it with joy. Receive it with just great thankfulness. I think Garth Brooks sings a song about that. Thank God for unanswered prayer. Now, when you get older, you're going to go to a, a, a high school reunion or you're going to go to a funeral back home or something like that, and you're going to see her. Fellas, you're going to see her, and you're going to go, thank the Lord for unanswered prayer. That's the truth. That's just the way it is. So it helps us to know difference between wants and needs. Prayer guides us in realizing what matters in life and what doesn't matter. That's true. One of the things that Philippians teaches us, Paul says, I want you to really understand what really matters. I want you to grow in life to the place where you know what really matters and what doesn't matter. Because I, if you're going to have, if, if you're going to have angst, if you're going to have struggle, if you're going to have all kinds of, of issues going on, I want it to be over things that really matter, not over things that don't matter. And prayer does that for us. Let me tell you something, worrying and fretting and, and being upside down over things that don't matter will absolutely wear you out. Prayer helps us to realize what really matters in life. Prayer helps us to experience God, to participate in the spiritual world. Now, what about those ladies when they receive word that God heard their prayers and, and their prayers were like incense going to heaven? That's from that song we sang today. So what did we say about incense going up? Well, that's... It, prayers are like incense to God. Incense, what is that? Pleasant aroma. Pleasant aroma, right? And, and man, that rises, the prayers of God's people is like incense to the nostrils of God. Pleasant aroma. And can you imagine what happened in their life when they got word back that the Lord answered their prayer? They experienced God. They asked God according to their needs. God recognized that was his need, and he joined with them, and God was glorified, and they received pleasure from receiving the answer to prayer. Could have been no, could have been wait, but they received the answer. And so it helped them to experience God, to participate in the spiritual world. Prayer adjusts our heart to his heart. If you've got a, you know, you don't gossip about people that you're praying for. You know that? You don't argue with people that you're praying for. You, you, you don't very often discount people that you're praying for. Prayer satisfies the stirring or the restlessness of our soul. Man, if you get bored easy, pray. It'll, it'll take your boredom away. Prayer helps us handle life's struggles. Prayer positions our mind and our heart to what is taking place. If you don't pray, if you're not praying, if, if you're not living by prayer, if you're not going to the Lord in prayer, if you're not keeping up with it, if, if you're not growing in your prayer relationship, 
there's a restless of your soul. Need to pray. Need to pray. A sister, a true follower of Christ, a lady of great spiritual understanding. I mean, a track record of faithfulness. She's a, a warrior for the Lord. Years ago, back there in that foyer, she walked up to me and she said, I, ha I have an issue that I'm going to talk to you about, okay? And so typically what I do when someone says to me, I start saying, Jesus, sweet Jesus, please help me listen clearly and know what to say and how to say it. Help me to help today. I do it all the time. You have probably talked with me and you're, you're saying, was, no, I can do two things at once. I can listen to you and pray at the same time. I can do that. I don't know why that is. Like a ping pong, I guess. And she said, tell me what her problem was. And I was saying, dear Lord, dear Lord, just help me understand, help me know, help me speak, comfort, truth, whatever to her. And all that was on my mind was, have you prayed about that? Oh, boy. I done stepped in it. Have you prayed about that? Man, she got angry. She got mad. She stomped her feet, just got angry in her face. And she looked at me and she said, you're so rude. How dare you say, have I prayed about this? What do you mean? I said, I'm sorry. I, that's all I, have you prayed about this? I mean, honestly, I don't know what to tell you. Have you prayed about it? That's all I know to tell you. And she said, well, she stormed off. I went, there you go. Did it again. About an hour later, she called me and she said, I'm sorry. I said, it's okay. What happened? She said, I left church, drove about 10 minutes, pulled off the side of the road, and all I heard was your voice saying, have you prayed about this? The answer was no. And I just began to pray. In about 15 minutes, my spirit was renewed. My heart was lifted. The idea of what I need to do surfaced came into my mind, and I became aware of what I need to do and how I need to respond to my problem. She said, forgive me for being rude to you. You are not rude to me. You said exactly what I needed to hear. All right, no problem, I forgive you. So let me ask you, your struggle, your problem, your restlessness, your boredom, your anxiety issues, your worry, your issues of life that are getting the best of you. Have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? Pray for James Place. James is in the Green Beret station in Iraq and they've been moved somewhere. We don't know where, maybe completely not a big deal, maybe a big deal. Lift up Joel and Laura. You gotta pray about that. Chris Kubas received some, some word this week about some cancer. You need to pray for her. Pray for her doctors, pray for David. We definitely need to pray for Andrea and Lance. Talked to them this week, you know, out of the hospital, doing well, but this has been a struggle, two-year struggle. Lance is a champion. He's a warrior, doing well, but we need to pray for them. We can go on. This church is not immune to problems, struggles. We've got a lot of people sick right now. We've got a lot of people struggling, a lot of things going on. 
A lot of issues taking place. No one is exempt. We live in a world today that there's a lot of things going on. Boy, do we need to pray. Have you prayed about it? So let me ask you, your struggle, your problem, your restlessness, your boredom, your anxieties, your tensions, your angst, your worry, your issues of life that are getting the best of you, have you prayed about it? Let's pray. Lord, we just come to you, Father, recognizing that you're almighty, you're God, you know everything, you're more powerful than anything. We recognize, Lord, that you already know what we need before we ask you because Jesus said it was so. Be with James, take care of him and his team, wherever their place in the world or the country or the difference, whatever's going on, Lord, we just pray, God, that you will meet their needs. Be with all our troops today. Be, be with our sailors, our marines, our airmen, Lord, our, our soldiers that might be put in harm's way soon. Might be, Lord. We don't know what's going to happen. We know you know. We don't know. Lord, we pray, Father, for all the uh, people in Ukraine. We pray, Father, for the soldiers on both sides. We pray, God, you will be done. We pray, Lord, that you'll cause the leaders to recognize they're not God. They're not you. And, and Lord, they will see what they need to see and submit, surrender and submit to you, Lord. Father, we, we pray for Chris. We pray, Father, for her treatment. We pray, God, that you will provide healing. We pray for Wanda, Lord, that she will receive a healing from you, Lord. She will receive enough strength, perhaps, to go through the treatments. We lift up Andrea and Lance to you, Lord. They've been going through such a hard time for such a long while, Lord. Just another dose of comfort for them, please, Lord. More energy, more resolve to keep on pushing forward for you. Pray for their families and their children, Lord, the loved ones that go through this. Lord, we, we have so many that are struggling, Lord. We have some struggling with each other in relationships and marriage and family. We have business situations, Lord, that are struggling, Father. We've got people in all sorts of battles today, Lord. We pray, Father, that you will meet needs. We pray, Lord, you'll be faithful to your promises, which we know you will. And Lord, help us to understand what we need. And Lord, help us to grow in prayer. Help us to live by prayer, Lord. Help us, Father, to, to learn what it's like to truly live by faith. You can't live by faith, Lord, without prayer. We recognize that. Help each of us, Lord, to ask that hard question, have we prayed about it? Simple question, not profound, but have we prayed about it, Lord? And I probably think there's lots of issues that your family here deals with that haven't been prayed for. May we repent of that. May we make adjustments. And may we be truly submissive to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, come forward for our time of offering.